Hey guys, before we start, just a quick reminder. Powerhouse Politics is now on Spotify. Head over there, follow along, and tell your friends. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carr. And I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein. Rick, it has been two weeks since our last podcast, so we got to make this quick. We're going to be joined <laughs> today on this podcast by Mary Bruce, our colleague uh, up on Capitol Hill. Rumor is that she might actually be here in the studio with us before long. I mean, maybe even like now, but soon, very soon. Uh, unconfirmed. But uh, it's only been two weeks, John. I, it's, it's an unacceptable amount of time, I think, to go silent on the air. Has uh, anything happened? It, it is, but, but fortunately it was a quiet two weeks. So here, very special edition of Powerhouse Politics. We want to thank you all for listening. We're going to try something a little different today uh, because it has been our most extended downtime uh, during a time that, frankly, was not really a lot of downtime <laughs> anywhere else. Um, we wanted to go through kind of a day-by-day analysis of what happened while we were gone. Just remind us all just, of the, just, just, just uh, of the history we have witnessed uh, over the last couple weeks. But there is uh, some news today that I think we should get into. Uh, the president, at long last, did sign the Russia sanctions bill. Arguably the biggest legislative achievement, the biggest thing he's able to sign into law. But guess what? He actually didn't want this one. Well, no, but, but we should, it's a moment of congratulations. I mean, the president uh, signed a major, <laughs> signed major, a major bill into law. A major bill into law that actually actually clips his own wings, takes away power from himself, and of course tweaks the Russians as well. He was forced into this one. and, and uh, passed narrowly in, in the Congress. Right? Then, then, like 97 to 2 or something like that. It was about, it was in that ballpark. So, um, what, what, what I, he, the president, as he signed this, did issue a signing statement we remember the signing statements. Yeah. George Bush really popularized these. When he was signing a bill he didn't really like, he would say, well, I don't really agree with this provision. I don't, he said it was the lawyer said it. It was very lawyerly, yes. very technical, very, notwithstanding very the provisions and section whatever. Yeah. All right, well, I came with paper. Can you guys hear that? Um, <laughs> in, in, into the powerhouse politics uh, studio here. We have not one, but two signing statements? I, the, there's statements upon signing. I think that works. Okay, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm, uh, we're all learning this together, but um, both are issued by the White House on an official um, stationery that we printed out from our, um, from our email. One says statement by the president. The other says statement by President Donald J. Trump. Um, not sure which is the official. <laughs> do, do you know? I mean, the, the, you well, pointed one, out the fonts are different. Yeah, one, one is in like very traditional font. The other serif, one, serif font, and one is in a sans serif. Sans serif, font. yeah. So like, like the Times. Everyone knows there's legal, Roman versus Helvetica. There's legal meaning to that. Yes. Okay, so let me first quickly uh, the the one that's in the what you say it looks more official. The statement by the president. He says of this bill he has just signed into law. Um, in its haste to pass this legislation, the Congress included a number of clearly unconstitutional provisions. So they violate the Constitution. He signs it anyway. Yes. And, um, and he says at the end that my administration particularly expects Congress will refrain from using this flawed bill to hinder our important work with European allies to handle uh, Ukraine and right. all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then there's the second signing statement, which actually I found a little more interesting. A little more interesting. And I, I, is it possible that this one was actually written by the president himself? Well, this one's pretty harsh. I mean, but, uh, right, right, I, right, I've never but, seen a, a signing statement, uh, say, a bill that the president just signed had clearly unconstitutional. Well, we did learn, uh, John, that he, he dictates statements. We learned that yes, this week. So. Yes, we did. So this one I like a little bit better. Similar verbiage. Actually, they're very similar in length. But I like this last line um, in this statement on the signing of this bill. I built a truly great company worth many billions of dollars. 
That is part of the reason I was elected. As president, I can make far better deals with foreign countries than Congress. That's a, that's a happy party right there. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Congress, but no thanks. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. What else today, uh, Rick? What do you got? I mean, it seems like we're back in business. So this day day three of the Kelly regime, and, and, and they're, they're moving along. We're going to talk to Mary in a few minutes about how Capitol Hill has kind of gone to chaos uh, with the president uh, less influential than ever. And a lot of it has to do with ex- this extraordinary couple of weeks that we've seen. Uh, we, we, you know, John, we were trying to tally up, but uh, we, you know, we, we lost what? We lost a communications director and then another communi- – we lost a press secretary. We got a new communications no, director. I wrote we lost down. a communications director. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the last podcast – and by the way, you mentioned chaos in Capitol. I would argue there's more order in the West Wing than I've seen in a long time. But ah, we'll talk okay. about that oh, good, in a little good. bit. But uh, since our last podcast, we have lost a press secretary. We have lost a communications director. We have lost a health care bill. And we have uh, lost, I believe, a chief of staff, and we almost lost. We were on really on edge on this. An attorney general. That's right. That's right. So that, that and that brings us back since to our last podcast, which di- was two weeks ago to the day. <laughs> two yesterday. calendar weeks. Two calendar yes. weeks. Yes. So yeah. So bring it back to, to what happened with Jeff Sessions. So Wednesday, uh, July nineteenth. Well, we should be organized about this, Rick. We should be organized because yeah. I don't, don't oh, want to yeah. miss anything. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So so the last podcast was two weeks ago yesterday. Yeah. The following day yes. uh, was was a pretty big day, and I think you went off on vacation at about that point. No, I, st- I was stuck around for a couple days. I missed the Mooch era, but I didn't miss okay, the, so, the Jeff Sessions on the hot seat era. So Wednesday, June – I'm sorry, July 19th, uh, the New York Times, the big New York Times interview where the president unloads on his own attorney general and makes it sound like he's ready to fire the guy. I would have picked somebody else if I knew he was going to go and recuse himself. I would have picked somebody else. On that same day, Jared Kushner's on, on Capitol Hill. Invited to go up there. Um, yeah, right. Mary Bruce is harassing him with questions. <laughs> and John McCain, we, get, we, we hear the terrible news that John McCain has been diagnosed with an aggressive brain tumor. So that is Wednesday, Thursday, the very following day. What happens? Well, we get a little bit of a of, – first of all, we get reports that there's a new communications director on confirmed reports. But mm-hmm. we have very good sources telling us here at ABC News that we've got a new communications director coming to town, Anthony Scaramucci. Um, the, the attorney general we, we hear is, uh, you know um, – thinking that he's going to stick around if it's appropriate. Uh, we lose Mark Corallo as the spokesperson for the legal right, team. beginning of the resignations. Yeah. Kasowitz gets his wings clipped, a new uh, lead attorney, Ty Cobb, no relation to Cy Young, but, <laughs> uh, but a relation to Ty Cobb, the baseball player. And then Friday, the next day, in fact, Anthony Scaramucci. So this was a big day, right? This was a big day. This was the end of the, of the Spicer era. Uh, or at least the announcement of the end of the Spicer era. He wouldn't go away. And in fact, he'd go out to outlive Scaramucci. But yes, that virtuoso performance. Should we relive some of it? I mean, I, I was struck by... Uh, we oh, remember you mean the very first, uh, the the, very first so press yes, conference? Yes, we get him. He goes to the, the podium. And of course, he's asked, I believe you asked him, uh, as a matter of fact, about, about, uh, about past criticism that he had for, for, for President Trump. One of the biggest mistakes that I made, because I was an unexperienced person in the world of politics, I was supporting another candidate. I should have never said that about him. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I personally apologize for the 50th time for saying that. <laughs> and, and it sounds, it's, the president actually accepted the apology, right? Because he, he, he brings him on and he had these words to say about his brand new communications director. How was your press conference? Good? He did a good job. He's a terrific guy. 
Oh, yeah, terrific, terrific guy. guy. Terrific That's very guy. sweet. So I, I'm amazed. That, do you realize you just glossed over the firing? I'm sorry. Well, no, the, no. The, the resigning of um, of uh, Sean Spicer. Well, you, you glossed oh, right over gloss. it. Gloss? No, no, he's still around, John. <laughs> you forgot. He ended up writing, helping write the statement that that saw Scaramucci out. But yes, the announcement of the end of, of him as press secretary did happen in the midst of this. Sarah before, Sanders before gets the before yes. Scaramucci steps to the podium for the That's, first time. As a matter of fact, I think I told you uh, that uh, Sean, a really heartwarming moment. He slammed the door in my face. <laughs> um, almost nailed you in the nose. I would have paid for that. I would have loved to see that moment. But Yeah, yeah. You, I think you were gone. I don't know I, where I you were, but I, I went mis- off. Mis- the, misremembering um, my vacation days. I'll send you my timesheet. So, so just before we move on from this really uh, landmark day, um, what happened is we learned that Scaramucci, in fact, is getting named, confirming the reports that yeah. we had done the, the night before. And what was interesting is before that, that morning, I had spoken to several senior administration officials. They do speak like that over there. <laughs> um, and half of them roughly told me it's a done deal. Scaramucci is the new communications director. And the other half said, no, you know, he's talking about it, but we're going to have a meeting about it. He's not going to, he's not, you know, that guy's got no communications experience. Right, right, he would right. never do that. Couldn't do the job. Then it happened. So I went up to, uh, to Sean's office. You know, who may or may not have been one of those that was thinking that it wasn't really going to happen. And I see him walking into the door. Sean scared. So he'd app before I could get a question out. The door was slammed in my face. Anyway, it was wonderful. <laughs> so um, uh, and we got a new press secretary that yeah, day. Sarah so let's, Sanders, let's, yeah. let's move on to Saturday, uh, the 22nd of July. Saturday, you'd expect not much to happen. Um, but that's when the Russian sanctions bill uh, the deal, the uh, deal the, the, gets the, announced. The, the, the deal is announced. The deal gets announced, and and the votes are all teed up. And of course, this is something the president doesn't want to see happen. But Congress is moving uh, along those lines anyway. They're still talking about health care. Health care is still alive. The talk then is is John McCain going to be back in town in time to vote for it? By the way, before we leave Scaramucci, which we won't, we, we're gonna, <laughs> he did go on the Sunday shows the next day. Oh yeah, and you know the kind of answers. I mean about. Russian meddling in the election. Here's what he had to say. Maybe they did it. Maybe they didn't do it. Uh, so anyway, Rick, uh, that brings us to Monday. We Monday, uh, the 24th of July. Do you remember the president had a big speech before the Boy Scouts? Yeah, it's it's so it's heartwarming to think about these moments. The Boy Scouts. These are kids. You know, people that are that are dedicated to to, to service and Scouts honor. Scouts honor and all that. And it was nice. He was there at the at the big jamboree in, in West Virginia. And uh, here's a little of what he had to say. It's not a good place. In fact, today I said we ought to change it from the word swamp to the word cesspool or perhaps to the word sewer but it's not good not good so rick i don't know <laughs> if you realize that but he was talking about uh, the nation's capital the uh, yeah. the, the civic heart of uh, <laughs> of the federal government um the dump of the white house yeah uh he was giving an uplifting message <laughs> to, to the scouts. He also, during that same speech, made a very powerful pitch for his uh, health care bill right. and for the awful Democrats that were stopping it and the awful Republicans that were not cooperating. Um, I think it's the first time we've seen a president of the United States speak before the Boy Scout Jamboree and then have the Boy Scouts themselves actually apologize for the speech. <laughs> That's right. Although he says he got a call that they don't, of course, the Boy Scouts don't remember this. He got a call talking about how great it was and what a, what oh, a sure. great crowd it was. Yeah. But yeah, he played a little politics with the Boy Scouts in the middle of that. So that's you know, maybe just a blip of the week. Yeah. And then, and then Tuesday, um, we finally... Um, <laughs> remember, Sessions is still twisting in the wind during right. all of this. And uh, the day started with a, um, with a tweet from the president saying that uh, that Sessions had taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes. <laughs> um, uh, really, really 
quite remarkable. Uh, and this looks like this is going to be where it's going. Is Sessions going to survive? Yeah, is he going to survive this? And, and, and Jeff Sessions is out there. Of course, he had recused himself publicly before he was even confirmed from anything revo- involving Clinton. But it seems like the president is enjoying this feud and the Scaramucci era is in full force because you've got Sessions uh, now very much suffering under this glare. And it looks like it, lo- it looks like things are moving to him getting pushed out. Then Wednesday, the 26th of July, we have a cryptic tweet that comes out from Anthony Scaramucci, who, by the way, during the previous days, I had seen some data that he was actually more tweeted, retweeted, tweeted about than the president of the United States. Ooh, uh, is that a flag? Might have been a mm, yeah, slight problem, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, Scaramucci um, talks about – do you remember the, 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 the famous leak that basically blames Reince Priebus? Yeah. Tag, tags Priebus for yeah, the leaks. Tags, tags Reince Priebus. Says he's reported the DOJ and FBI. Reince, That's right. watch and out, They're looking, looking at that leak, and uh, there's also a tweet that happens at that time from a New Yorker writer who says, I know for a fact that he wants an FBI investigation into Reince Priebus. We that, don't know what that means quite yet. But that New Yorker writer there. was a guy by the name of Ryan Lizza. Uh, I believe there was a dinner at the White House that went happened there. We, did, we right. didn't learn for uh, for a few hours. Uh, so um, the next day, uh, Thursday, the 27th one. of Circle July. one on your calendar, folks. Um, uh, big, big, big day because uh, we have the big health care voterama. Uh, John McCain. By the way, I, I've now glossed over John McCain's you know return. Uh, dramatic return. Dramatic it's, return it's, to, to, to the Senate. Applauded by the president, yeah. Uh, the, the big scar on his head from you know, he literally coming back from from brain surgery, applauded by the president. Um, but uh, that's where we learned about this this New Yorker article. Yes, so it's been known in, in popular uh, in popular representations now as that expletive laden rant that doesn't begin to describe what this was, and it wasn't just the profanity. It's the fact that it was directed at the then current White House chief of staff and the chief strategist at the White House, Rice Priebus and Steve Bannon. Technically, both number twos, right? They're, they're, they're as top of the You said of Bannon, he was blanking get. his own blank. So I, it's a family podcast, John. <laughs> I, and, 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 and the mooch, God bless him, we can't say his words. But we can't say scared, uh, 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 paranoid schizophrenic. Paranoid schizophrenic is what he called Rice Priebus, the chief of staff who he called his brother. Just a few days ago. But well, he had invoked Cain and Abel, to be clear, and all that. So, so. I remember the Bible. Did Cain and Abel both die? What happened? <laughs> I, right, it's I a little wanna... fuzzy on okay, what happened okay. to Cain after all the... Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that that article, which I remember, you know, as it... I mean, we were talking about this like this was a distant memory. These were the days, <laughs> by the way. These were the days. Let's not forget. Um being on the phone uh, as that article was just exploding everywhere with a very close outside advisor to the president who said, look, you know, Scaramucci, see, Reince has got to go in and fire him or ask the president to fire him. This is this absolutely cannot stand. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just, I just got a, a text from Scaramucci saying he's about to release a statement. And this person uh, suggested – that the uh, statement that Scaramucci should release should say that he's checking into rehab. He didn't say what kind, maybe <laughs> tweeting rehab, I don't know. Uh, but as we're waiting, of course, he kind of doubles down in, yeah. in, in the statement. He says he won't use that kind of language again, but he's not going to shy away from his passion for the president. Um, Reince does nothing. Reince, Reince hunkers down. Right. God knows what he's thinking. We're all trying to get a hold of him. No word from Reince in response to this. And then what happens? Well, the, the Senate is uh, is voting. Uh, don't forget the split screen. You got to go back to Capitol Hill, John, and that's the night, the overnight uh, <laughs> that the Senate is uh, is there. Uh, Mary Bruce is right here. She was she was there, covering it all as it happened. 
Mary Bruce is in the yeah, studio. Remind us of the moment because John McCain, he's there to save the health care bill. He shows up. He's back. The president loves him again. Everything's great. And then what? The defiant thumbs down. Oh. The drama on the floor. I mean, it's just the most amazing thing. I mean, there are many amazing things about this moment. But you think about Pence coming up there thinking he's going to have to be the tie-breaking vote. And you see that moment when you watch the floor when all of a sudden they realize, uh-oh, this isn't going well. McCain <laughs> crosses party lines. He's talking with the Democrats a little bit more. Pence comes over. They huddle again. They go out. Apparently he hands him the phone call from the president. That still isn't enough to do it. Then he goes in there, and you, you've seen that moment, the defiant thumbs down that he gives. And what is the most interesting thing to watch in that moment is Mitch McConnell. Mm. It's not just, you know, Bernie Sanders jumping up to his feet to watch and everyone yeah. gasping and applauding. It's Mitch McConnell standing there, stone-faced, arms crossed. This is the man who loves to think of himself and prides himself on being a master strategist. Everyone thought he could somehow find a way to pull this off, and John McCain has just handed him what is arguably the most embarrassing political defeat. Because this, because see. this is a podcast, you, you listeners are not bent, privy to the amazing renditions that we can do of both John McCain's thumbs down and yes. Mitch McConnell. Across. It's a huge missed opportunity for us. We are reenacting it here in the studio. You should know because those were incredible moments. John and is a very good Mitch McConnell. Very say. good Mitch McConnell, and that's Arms the end. Of, and that's the end of healthcare. That's, uh, that's, it. that's it. It's dead. It's dies. Two two thirty in the morning, whatever it was. Yeah, one thirty. One thirty. Jeez, it was the day of the uh, of the the Castles charity uh, tennis tournament, which you yes. had to miss as a result. <laughs> I uh, was just just absolutely tragic. <laughs> um, so that's that's that day, and we're almost getting to the, to the current day. But what happens on Friday? Well, that was a, that was kind of an eventful day as well, because uh, you remember you remember uh, Mooch's brother, uh, Reince Priebus? Yeah. Uh, that was the end of Reince. That Reince, was the end of Reince. Reince gets fired. Fired by tweet. We should make clear this was the president sitting on the runway, uh, fires off a tweet that cool. says that he is so happy to have John Kelly as his new chief of staff. And then almost as an afterthought, Reince is a good guy. Oh, yeah, by the right. way, Reince is a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> Reince is a good guy. So, there, so that's the end of the Reince previous era, just almost exactly six months. Uh, and and now I think it was six months in a day, just or yeah, a, a day little, or two. bit more, a little slightly yeah. more, six months in a week, but uh, slightly was more, it, and he's gone. Yeah, and that's the that's the end of Reince, and it looks like Scaramucci is ascended. Uh, Mooch wins the battle. He's he's the guy that's still standing. He, he's victorious. He's victorious. Absolutely and tremendous. A, and there's a new chief of staff coming to town just that next Monday. All right, so the weekend goes around. It's actually a, it's actually a relatively sure. uh, you know quiet uh, quiet weekend. I mean, we did have a little bit of. The president went up to Long Island, your, your neck of the woods. Sure, yeah. Had some choice words about health care. Said There's... the cops should be banging heads a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was the second speech in a week that the host of the speech had to issue a statement basically apologizing for what the president said. Uh, but, you know, that, that that's fine. And so then what happens on Monday with the ascendant uh, Scaramucci? Well, Mooch doesn't make it much past noon. Uh, that's the, the the end of Scaramucci. Uh, it doesn't appear that he knew he was fired coming into the day, but he found out pretty quickly. And uh, and his job as communications director lasted about eleven days, if you include that that fateful first day and the last day. So he is gone. John it's Kelly. It's really about ten days because uh, yeah. you know, give or take. a little we, bit on we, each we, side. We were, right? we were trying to pad out the Mooch era for the sake of, of posterity. But John Kelly is, is one of the first acts of chief of staff, essentially fires Mooch. Now, they're going to paper over how this was done exactly, but it was Kelly's insistence. He wants those clear lines of authority. He didn't want Scaramucci, who had just trashed, of course, the, the former chief of staff then, and, and uh, as well as Steve Bannon. Uh, so he's gone. And, and the president tweets about that day, no White House chaos. So these were arguably the two most chaotic weeks in the history <laughs> of that building. Yes, 
I, I, I arguably, yes. I, I, I think if you look at staff turmoil, if you look at internal, obviously there's a lot of things, external events. These weren't external events. These were internal events. Chief of staff gone, communications director gone, press, press secretary, secretary gone. Yeah. Uh, top priorities going down. That's right. The top legislative priority going down. And in the care. midst of that, we learn that President Trump himself dictated the statement for Don Jr., that fateful statement from Don Jr., uh, about the meeting with the Russians that ended up being a misleading, certainly bad. Actually, incomplete. actually, you didn't listen carefully to the White House briefing <laughs> yesterday where, uh, where Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that everything in that statement was true. Oh, okay, yes. And, and something about Clinton. Something about Clinton's? I think Clinton's. I think she mentioned Hillary somewhere in there as well. Yeah. Was Hillary in that meeting? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, and then uh, you can sprinkle in a little fake news in, 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 into, into all of this because of that explosive lawsuit that alleged that, uh, that the, the White House was somehow involved in the Seth Rich stories that, that came out. Uh, and uh, that brings us to the present day and the, and, and the bill signing, pretty much. So, so my question, I've got several questions for you, Rick, since you're tanned and rested coming back into this. <laughs> I, I, I lived since through all of all that. that. Um, I missed the Mooch era, guys. So what? What? Yeah, Rick literally missed the entire Scaramucci era. That was just to me one of the most <laughs> fabulous rises and falls. So spectacular in every way because the the rise was meteoric. It was beautiful. Uh, he was the he was the king of the building. He was he was he was the man for a course of like at least two or three days. Yeah, yeah, and and then it, and then it all goes. Maybe it's like the Trump era and, in microcosm. I mean, you look at, at how, how and, you, and the rise and fall like was. I mean, that New Yorker interview was had to be one of the greatest ever with a with, with, with a sitting White House official of any level, let alone you know right hand man to the president. Um, I will miss him. But the question is, what happens now? We have a new chief of staff, military man, Marine General John Kelly. No nonsense. Uh, knows about lines of authority, knows about uh, discipline, knows about, you know, how to run a tight ship. Yes, he knows all of those things. Uh, so, Mike, I, I think if anyone can do it, Kelly can do it. That's what everyone has been saying, right? It's what everyone says in, inside the White House, outside the White House, that if anyone can do it. But I'm not sure about this, John. You could check on this. So he gets all these clean lines of authority and, and all of these things. Uh, he also gets the president of the United States. He inherits Donald J. Trump. Right. So, uh, so I, I kind of feel like he's going to have something to say with whether this is a successful reset or not. I, I mean, so the, the key thing, obviously, is that Reince Priebus, nobody reported to. I mean, I, I, I was even told it was just <laughs> unclear whether or not his, his secretary really reported we, to him. We, or, be, or, we believe, according to reporting, that he was called in to kill a fly at one point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Get this fly. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so Kelly, uh, we are told everybody, including the the, the daughter and the and the son-in-law, uh, Jared and, and Ivanka, will report to to Kelly. Does that last? Is it true? I mean, you, you, John, you're a you spend more time in that building than anyone else. I mean, you, Kelly can bring order, but does everybody else agree with that order? You think if, if what what, think what are they saying on the hill? I mean, what what is the because you know the argument, Mary, as you and I talked about a lot over the last six. Months and a week or so. Um, Reince Priebus was brought in as chief of staff. Really, the congressional leadership told Trump, you've got to have Reince because he knows how the Hill works. Mm-hmm. That was we the have South. relations with yeah. him. 
We have a relationship with him. You know, you know, you need somebody because you're you're an outsider. Need somebody that knows the place. Well, and this is the concern now, right? Now that you've lost Priebus, you have Kelly in there who they respect. I mean, he's he's well respected by many up on the hill, but he's not a legislative guy, right? You don't have anyone from the Republican establishment now in that inner circle in the White House. And what does that mean for Capitol Hill? I think it raises a lot of concern. I mean, let's be honest. It's not that Ryan's Priebus necessarily had a lot of legislative successes. I mean, we were just talking about Well, Mary, that's what I was going to ask you. How successful was it to have the guy with the, uh, the, the all the juice on the Hill? I mean, I mean it, wasn't making, it wasn't making a lot of difference, but I think it was reassuring, certainly, to a lot of people, certainly to Paul Ryan, who, as we know, was, was close Metrics. friends with Ryan's Priebus. They go way back to Wisconsin. But, you know, Kelly's a bit of an, an unknown for a lot of them in terms of how he will relate to the Hill. You know, who now is pushing through big legislative priorities from the White House perspective? I mean, this is the vice president essentially is the only person, you know, really left who's been leading the charge there. But he's the vice president. He's got a lot of other things that he needs to work on besides just coming up, you know, two, three times a week to the Hill to to have lunch with Republicans and trying to push through some of these big ticket items. And it seems to be what so what what he loses in this two week period, Mary John, is not just a chief of staff, not just a communications director, not just a press secretary, not just a health care bill. He loses control of the agenda. And any sense that you had to fear President Trump's political sway, you had to worry about where the direction was. You're on the Hill, Mary. Tell us, uh, do they even care who the president is anymore? I, increasingly, they're kind of over it. I mean, when you look especially at the tweets and the pushes from the White House and sometimes the threats coming from the president, the the attitude that we've seen, especially in the last few days is, you know, thanks, but no thanks, Mr. President. They're doing their own thing. I mean, you look at it, this sanctions bill. He didn't want it. Here you go. It's right on your desk, Mr. President. Uh, Health care. The president saying you have to do something now before you go home on vacation, or at least you have to do something before you vote on anything else. And eh, that's not working out so well either. You already are seeing Democrats and Republicans coming together, trying to work on a bipartisan bill with their eye towards September. You know, the president saying, OK, well, now tax reform. Well, you know, first they've got to deal with the debt ceiling and and budgetary issues and funding bills. I mean, this is not they're they're the president's pushing and cajoling and, and threatening isn't really doing much up on Capitol Hill anymore. You are seeing this change where a lot of lawmakers are starting to, to simply put their foot down and say, we're going to go our own way, Mr. President. But Rick, you glossed over in your timeline there uh, <laughs> the uh, the Jeff Flake uh, yes. uh, defection. Now, now Flake was a He's been a critic of the president all along, yes. but 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 he did vote for the health care bill, unlike he did. Those his, his colleague from Arizona, uh, John McCain. What's been the reaction on the Hill? Yeah, so he has the, the, this book out, which we have poured through now. It came out just yesterday, um, and he's essentially arguing that Republicans need to start standing up to the president; that they need to start pushing back, especially when they see you know some of his behavior that they may disagree with, when they think some of his priorities may be a little askew, shall we say. And and he argues that a lot of Republicans are in denial. Now, yesterday, Mitch McConnell was asked exactly that. Are you in denial, Mr. Leader? And he punted. Wait, did he say denial is a river in Egypt? Did he, yeah, did he use I wish. Oh, 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 so sorry, right. sorry. No. Oh, all right. That would have that would have been the right yeah. answer. But, Mitch McConnell but, had, no, but, but he gave a very McConnell-esque answer, which is, oh, uh, I haven't had a chance yet to read the book. I haven't seen his op-ed. I haven't heard that yet. And a lo- every Republican that we talked to asking the same question, you know, are you in denial? Are people afraid of the president? You know, where is this backbone that, that Jeff Flake says you need to get? And they all, you know, if they publicly agree with Jeff, Jeff Flake or if they privately agree with Jeff Flake, 
publicly they're not saying so it. This is going to be a topic. This is a topic for a whole other podcast, and we'll get Jeff Flake on at some point to talk yes. about it. Because this, I think, this is a signal moment. This is a, he is putting a major marker yep. down, and I think John, you make a good point about voting versus saying. And I think a lot of people are legitimately pointing that out about Jeff Flake. But putting this marker down publicly, he is not being ostracized inside his own conference no. among senators. There are lots of outside groups uh, that are that are making noise about Jeff Flake and are upset about this. But he is not persona non grata. He's still going to go to lunch no. with these guys, no. right? And if I had this funny moment yesterday where I was talking with Lindsey Graham in the basement, of course. Lindsey Graham, who you know, has, has made sort of an art form now of, of criticizing the president. He sort of said, hey, what about me? I've been up here criticizing the president for months. <laughs> I Jeff just didn't Lake, write a book. <laughs> oh, he, he seemed to take it a little personally. But there, you know, there are a few Republicans who have been sort of you know, leading the charge. You know, John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Jeff Flake, occasionally Ben Sass, a few others. But, but now you are seeing this. It does feel like a turning point. And yes, you aren't seeing Republicans necessarily embrace openly Jeff Flake's calls here, but you are not seeing them push back against them either. And, and Jeff's sessions, uh, the other the other Jeff in this, um, is a made man. Yeah, he's trying, and he's trying to be loyal. He, he, but 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 I mean, th- those Republican senators are going to stand by yeah. him, oh, hell or high water. As Lindsey Graham said, there will be holy hell to pay if you try to fire Jeff Sessions. And you you know, we've been saying for the last week, you know. Rick, you missed this, but uh, but then. <laughs> right, Rick, you missed that. Yeah. <laughs> but By the way, I, full disclosure: I am going to go. I'm leaving at the end of next week. I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off. It's I assume things will be you. quiet. It's That's gonna be right, exactly. <laughs> We're going to make sure you hear about your time off. Yes, yes. But it, it's not when it comes to Jeff Sessions. I mean, it's not just just words that they're saying. Look, you know, don't don't fire Jeff Sessions. You had Chairman Grassley of the Judiciary Committee saying, if you did try to, to fire Sessions and ask us to confirm a new AG, forget about it. What if he slides sessions over to Homeland Security? Yeah, they're they're not into that either. That's, that's not, not going to happen, happen either. I, oh my god! <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah, it's it, that, that's, that's game, how that's how it works. Yeah, it's yeah. not going over so well. Yeah. Okay, so but before we we go, I think we should do some predictions here or, or projections, uh, naming who's going to be the next next uh, Homeland Security Secretary. Rick Perry. Moving over from energy, that that's the, he's he's got my money. I think you know this is the, he, he he looks the part. Get him back to Texas he on used that to be border. In charge of the Texas Rangers. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, there's been reports that he never really he thought the Energy Department was about oil. So you know, he learns it a little of, bit. I mean, they do oil too, right? it, yeah, what, what do you got? What do you got, Mary? Come on. I mean, you guys are putting me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Homeland Security. I don't know. I mean, give me another thirty seconds. Joe Arpaio? Is that? Joe is it, oh wait, no. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to make a couple of uh, things. So you mentioned yeah. I'll give you the, my answer, but first, Joe Arpaio uh, facing uh, legal problems, as we know. I will predict that the president will pardon Joe Arpaio. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he hasn't so pardoned first, anyone yet, has he? I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certainly been no high-profile yeah. pardons. There's been a lot to go of back. Talks of pardon. Yeah. So it's been a lot of pardon talks. I think the first big pardon is going to be of Sheriff Joe. Okay? So okay. you heard it here Good. if it happens. All right. Okay? We'll, we'll I'm not, uh, just to be clear for our Powerhouse podcast listeners, I'm not reporting this is about to happen. I'm giving a, I'm giving a prediction. Okay. okay. Uh, your predictions are always great, like when you said healthcare. Is gonna okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, um, I'm going to throw a name out there. Go for it. General David Petraeus. No. Although I kind of like your Rick Perry name, I Rick Perry is really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you could, but, see, you could, David see, Petraeus. So would, would you have to on pardon, the short list? For would you Secretary have to pardon him as well, or is yeah, that no, just mean, a misdemeanor? His right? transgressions yeah. in light of what we've seen. Come on, 
mean, come on, I mean, Rick. you know, just you know, giving classified information to your mistress. Oh, come on. Whatever. Okay. Okay. No, I, I I think it's plausible. Okay, Mary, you, you haven't you haven't this, given a name. What about one of these? I, what, what about these one of these members of Congress? One of these yeah, like give us, you give know, us like, like McHugh or, uh, or, uh, or 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 Peter King or, oh, or Stephen yeah. King. Uh, Steve King. Steve I'm here. King. <laughs> give me a King. <laughs> give me a King. <laughs> there certainly are a lot of senators who've been eager to get into this administration in one way or another. Yes. But who's willing to step up and do How it? How about right Senator now? Strange? Yeah. There, he's 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 got a he's got a real he's got a re-election bid to, to that he's he's doing right now a primary where he's trying to be as Trumpy as you as you can get. Uh, you know, I, I do you think do you think Attorney General Sessions survives the next month? Say, John, does he make it into fall? Yes. All right. Another prediction as what Attorney you, General. As Attorney General. As Attorney General. General. Yeah. What do you think, Mary? I'm gonna say no. Okay. Ooh, all right. Okay, good. We like that. We like both stands. <laughs> we like both stands. Okay, no, next next prediction that I'm, I'm going to throw out there: uh, Will Reince Priebus be the longest serving chief of staff in the four years that Donald Trump serves? Top three. He'll be top three. He'll be top three. <laughs> top three top in three. terms of tenure. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. I six months and a week we gave him. So okay. So I, I will say this. I think very seriously that if. If Kelly is not a longer-serving chief of staff than Reince Priebus, it, it, it's just the end of the Trump right. presidency. I right. mean, it, it, it really... Are you sort of in a point where if he can't do yeah. it, who can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, that, that's... It, it's got yeah. to happen if, if, if this is going to be a viable presidency. And by the way, the president himself has pointed out, look what's going on in the world. Yeah. Stock market crashed through 22,000 the Dow... Uh, unemployment rate under five percent, um, peace, prosperity. This is like this is like a, we haven't had times this good since Warren Harding. Uh, wow. But when you get back to the the bottom line here that no matter who communications director is, you still have President Trump to contend with. And I keep thinking, I think it was the day after Scaramucci left, the president tweeted, you know, defending his use of Twitter, and he said. And I quote, only way for me to get the truth out. Yeah. It's always the president who's in charge of his own message. That was John mm-hmm. Kelly's first full day on yeah. the job, and he wakes up to see that tweet from the president of the United States. And, right. and that, that's, the, that's the normal or the new normal or the abnormal that they all have to contend with no matter what. I totally agree with Mary. You can, you can change communications directors and legal teams and press secretaries and legislative strategies, anything you want. Are you going to change Donald J. Trump? Well, it was like the Onion headline, uh, U.S. forces have taken control of the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. All right. I think that's all the time we have for Powerhouse Politics. Mary, thank you for coming by and, uh, you, and, and, and talking to us. Uh, Rick, thank you for showing up for work again. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, you, this is good. Thanks for not firing um, me in the eye absence. And, and, and thank you to our, uh, is it millions of listeners now uh, uh, for, for putting up with our- Biggest uh, audience ever. Yeah, biggest audience ever. Thank you very much. We will talk to you soon. Dave Ryan, our extremely talented uh, executive producer, uh, thank you for putting this together. We'll catch you next week, maybe earlier. 